the bottom line in business. Voice America Business. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Stephen Weissman, uh, who has written a new book called The Truth About Buying Annuities. Uh, welcome to the show, Steve. It's good to be with you. Let's just start off with uh, the basics about annuities. It's kind of a, a term people may have heard about but are not maybe totally familiar with how they work and what their advantages are. So just, just start with a very basic about what an annuity is. You know, annuities have got a, uh, a wonderful uh, history. Uh, they go back to uh, ancient Rome. Uh, they were used even to, uh, to fund wars. Um, but the basic idea... Uh, is that most li- most often annuities are issued by uh, insurance companies, and what you do is, uh, in return for investing some money, uh, you get the promise of uh, money back over a specific period of time, or very often it can even be for your lifetime. So it's a the kind of a, an investment. It comes in in many different varieties, uh, but it's something that I guess uh, can be simple or terribly complex. We'll get into all of them during our, our hour together here. Um, you have a website, uh, which is www.stevelaw.net, uh, that tells people about it. Just tell people a little bit about what they can find out about at that website. They can find all kinds of uh, helpful uh, legal information there, and they can find things about uh, annuities. They can find things about uh, scams, about estate planning, about identity theft, uh, how to protect their identity. Uh, there's just a whole host of um, free information there. People can access, uh, link on to Amazon if they are interested in getting my books. But even if they're not, there's a, a lot of good stuff there that uh, anyone can use. So in addition to being an annuity expert, you are also a, a lawyer and kind of consumer protection expert. Is that correct? Just give yes, people a little bit more so. background about your, your overall background. Well, I'm, uh, I'm a college professor at uh, Bentley University uh, in the Law, Tax, and Financial Planning Department. Uh, also a uh, lawyer, I've written uh, and dealt with uh, issues of consumer issues, uh, estate planning, financial planning, and uh, written five books. So uh, keep a few hats on my head. That's good. Uh, well, let's start with some of the specific kinds of annuities out there, and then we can kind of get into more detail about how each of these works. Sure. Uh, you begin, uh, again, your book is called The Truth About Buying Annuities. Uh, you talk about immediate annuities. So what, let's describe what an immediate annuity is and, and the advantage of getting one. Well, the immediate annuity, and it's a, it's a good investment, particularly for older people who may be afraid of outliving their savings. And, you know, right now with what we're going on uh, in the stock market and the economy, uh, there's a real attraction to that. So a fixed immediate annuity uh, pays a regular amount at specific locked-in uh, interest rates, on, and maybe it's a monthly Maybe it's a quarterly or maybe it's an annual basis. And as you get money back, some of it is a return of your initial investment and uh, the rest of it uh, are, is uh, earnings. And uh, the thing with this is it's sort of a bet with the insurance company that uh, you think you're going to live longer than they think they're gonna, that you're going to live. And what kind of interest rates can people get on fixed annuities today? Yeah, you know, it's... It ranges uh, quite a bit as far as uh, what people can get, and part of it is, uh, you know, some of the uh, companies are trying to uh, get people uh, in there. It very much depends upon uh, 
uh, as far as what you're going to be uh, getting on uh, some of the bells and whistles that come with the annuity. And that's part of the problem is that uh, annuities, they can appear very, very simple. But in fact, there are a lot of hidden fees in many annuities. A lot of them uh, can also be uh, very complex as far as uh, particularly deferred annuities and variable deferred annuities. So uh, it's very hard to pinpoint, uh, you know, de- without all of these variables, what people are getting right now. But just give us a rough range uh, in a fixed annuity. What range of interest rates are companies paying today? Well, let's see. I would say. Uh, Right now, uh, you know, it's uh, in the two to four percent. Uh huh. Okay, because treasuries are at about three percent, so yeah. it's, it's potentially you can even get more than treasuries today. Yes, you can. Now, uh, are, are there been concerns about the uh, claims-paying ability of some of these insurance? Even some of the major insurance companies, you know, Metropolitan, Prudential, and Hartford, and so on, their stocks have dropped dramatically recently. Um, you know, is this something that people should be concerned about, is the uh, ability of these companies to pay the uh, liabilities they're taking on here? You know, absolutely. And it's one of the things that we tell people, uh, as much as we don't like to uh, do our homework, and it kind of rings with what we used to hear when we were kids, it still makes a lot of sense. And at one time, uh, you could say, gee, you know, uh, insurance companies never went under. Well, insurance companies have gone under. And uh, when you get an annuity, it's only as good as the insurance company uh, that is selling it to you. And when you're looking at something as a long-term investment like this, uh, you have to uh, do your homework to see how secure this company is. And it comes on two fronts. One is there are a number of rating services. People are uh, probably familiar with the names like uh, AM Best and Standard & Poor's uh, who will rate uh, insurance companies. But... What's important when you're looking at how these insurance companies are rated, you know, when we might have been in school and A was a great grade and A minus was a great grade, but when you're looking at the uh, the ratings uh, for the various insurance company, and A minus may only be the third highest grade on one of them, or maybe even the seventh highest grade on another. So, just uh, when you look at the advertising, you know, we're rated A. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a great company. So you need to do a little bit more to see how secure this company is. The second thing that you have is, although there's no equivalent to the FDIC protection, what they do have, each of the state has uh, guarantee funds, and they will uh, protect and uh, pay you if an insurance company uh, does go under. And the ranges uh, of this, uh, they, they range quite a bit. Uh, most of the states uh, will have about $100,000 uh, of protection uh, for uh, per annuity. Uh, on the other hand, uh, there are some states, uh, such as Connecticut, that will protect up to $500,000 uh, on an annuity. So yeah, you need to do the two things. You need to check on the, the company's stability, and then you need to also check on the, uh, your particular state's guarantee fund to know how much you're getting protected. If a large insurance company, a Metropolitan, a Hartford, a Prudential, or you know, one of those companies were to go under, do these state guarantee funds have anything close to enough to support, you know, to back up these annuities? 
Well, you know, that's, that's a good question. And uh, one of the things is that the money that comes uh, into the state guarantee funds, Jordan, isn't coming from the taxpayers, and that's a good thing. On the other hand, though, it's coming from the same insurance companies that we're talking about how secure they are. Uh, so uh, at the moment, you know, we've never had to even look at that as a possibility uh, but it is a reasonable possibility. Um, my feeling is, though, that the uh, the government would back these up and back these up pretty much to the uh, to the level that uh, the state guarantee fund does. So uh, I don't think it's as big a risk as uh, potentially it could appear. What has been the record of that? I mean, I remember two big insurance companies, Mutual Benefit and Executive Life, in effect going under back in, I guess it was the 80s. Yeah. Uh, the state insurance funds did pick up in that case, but eventually the annuities were sold off to larger insurance companies. Is that what you think would happen in this environment today? Very much so. And uh, that's, that's really what is anticipated in situations like this is uh, most often what you do see uh, is that uh, companies, uh, the big fish buy out the little fish. And uh, even uh, if you have a uh, you know an insurance company that is going to the state guarantee fund, maybe even going bankrupt, uh, what you would find is the attempt to sell off these assets. Now, one thing though that's important to note is a lot of people have uh, what they call uh, variable annuities, and with a variable annuity, what you're really doing is you're you're investing in a basket of mutual funds which determine what you're going to get as far as the return on your annuity. But uh, what the, the good part of that uh, is that those monies are held separately. So if the insurance company goes under, uh, in theory, the money that you have in those mutual funds should not be affected. Yeah. Um, so within the variable annuities that people have, there's, there's variable immediate annuities and there's variable deferred annuities, right? Right. How would you recommend that people choose amongst the different options inside a variable annuity in today's markets? Uh, you know, that's the thing in today's market. Because one of the, if you had to find a typical purchaser of an annuity, uh, you're looking at someone who generally doesn't want to do uh, a lot of, investment research and doesn't want to do a lot of uh, choices. What they're looking for uh, is they're looking for safety. They're looking for uh, security. Now, obviously, the more risk you take, the more potentially uh, you have uh, of, a, of a greater return. Uh, but frankly, at this point in time, I think to a certain extent, it depends on your age. How long do you have uh, as an, a, really as a, an outside till retirement? Uh, as I said, I teach at uh, Bentley University in, in Waltham, Mass., and I tell my, uh, my students that they are in a tremendous time of opportunity. Uh, and I liken this to, uh, like, uh, Sir John Templeton buying everything after the, uh, the crash of 1929, and then when some of the stocks came back, he did very, very well. And I think they're in a position now where they can invest for the long haul. But if you're an older person and uh, you're looking for safety and security and not that long till retirement, you don't want to be in, and there's a whole host of things. You can be in aggressive growth funds. Uh, you can be in, uh, in bonds. You can be in junk bonds, high-yield bonds, whatever. Uh, the bottom line is I think you need to have something that matches your risk tolerance. But the thing is also along the same line, we, do, we talk about people who were more 
involved in asset allocation, depending on often not just their tolerance for risk, but how old they were and are, uh, they would be able to, you know, feel comfortable. The older people would perhaps have more in uh, less risky uh, investments. If you have a uh, an annuity, and uh, even if whether it's uh, deferred uh, or immediate, and your investment in it uh, is something that's pretty conservative, it allows you to be uh, more aggressive outside the annuity. Okay, very good. We're going to be back. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Steve Weissman. He's written a new book called The Truth About Buying Annuities. We'll be back after this. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. What can you tell me about SkillsUSA? SkillsUSA teaches you employability skills. So you know how to deal with people, you have teamwork, your resume is going to look awesome. Well, it's important to know your technical skills, but not only that, to have soft skills, the skills of learning how to communicate with people. On the web at SkillsUSA.org. Why is Pepsi cooler than Coke? Why are iPods so popular? In 2005, how can you launch a successful brand? Want to know? Learn about the fascinating and intriguing world of graphic design and branding on Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time, Debbie Millman will provide you with a provocative look into the stimulating world of design as it intersects with contemporary culture. Hear what the experts have to say about creating, maintaining, and launching a brand in today's challenging marketplace. Join us every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time for Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Steve Weissman, uh, who is an attorney. He's also a lecturer at Bentley College uh, in Massachusetts. His latest book is called The Truth About Buying Annuities. Welcome back to the show, Steve. It's good to be with you again. I want to talk a little bit about the immediate annuities again. Um, typically what happens with those is people take a lump sum, a, yeah. a 401k rollover. Tell us how, how that works, because typically people are not going to do an immediate annuity with a small amount. It's something where they've got it built up over time. Is that correct? Yeah, and you know this is one of the things where 
Um, people uh, have been told put an annuity into uh, an IRA, and uh, that's something that I'm very much against. The idea behind that is one of the advantages uh, with an annuity is the tax deferral, and uh, it can grow and grow and grow, and unlike uh, an IRA or a 401k, you don't really have to take it out. Some companies will say you have to start uh, taking it out or take it out at age 85, but generally you can uh, defer a lot of uh, a lot of money, and that can be uh, that can be very helpful. But you don't get uh, any double secret probation like they had in uh, Animal House. There's no double benefit to putting a, a tax advantaged uh, investment like an annuity into an IRA. On the other hand, there's some control, and so when people are uh, are leaving a job and they're uh, retiring and they've got their their IRA money, they have their 401k money. Uh, in particular from uh, from the job, they they very well may want to put that into an immediate uh, annuity. Immediate meaning it's going to start paying them right away. And this gives them money that they know they're going to get for the rest of their life. And uh, there's, a, there's a real attraction to that, not just in the fact that you've got that security of that money coming in, but as, as it kind of alluded to earlier, by having that safety level and that base, if you need to be more aggressive with other investments, you can do so. Now, now some people think that um, uh, you know annuity can be, you know, kind of a long-term thing. As far as the tax benefits, if it's growing tax-deferred all these years, and then you don't actually take the money out, and you die with a large amount in your annuity, can you pass it on to? Other generations, or to your spouse, or what happens if you haven't actually tapped the annuity before you die? Okay, if if uh, if it does pass on to uh, to heirs, uh, they do get to they inherit it. It is certainly uh, subject uh, to estate tax, and uh, it, as far as the the benefit uh, of it, you know, it comes out. They have to uh, start taking it out. Uh, one of the big things with uh, with taking money out of uh, an annuity. Uh, particularly uh, when you're looking at uh, the money that was growing tax-deferred, when you start taking it out, you're taking it out at ordinary income tax rates. Mm -hmm. And why that's significant is, let's say you've got a variable annuity, and uh, the variable annuity has got a basket of mutual funds in there, sub-accounts, they're just like mutual funds, and uh, they're growing. Well, if you had those same types of mutual funds outside of an annuity, uh, if you cash them in, you'd be uh, getting the the gain would be taxed at capital gains rates, but not so with an annuity. Everything that is earned is taxed at ordinary income rates. So, uh, when someone does inherit a uh, an annuity, yeah, you can have a uh, a joint su- uh, survivor annuity with a with a spouse, or even provide for some extra bells and whistles for uh, the annuity to continue on to uh, heirs. But uh, they're not. Often the best thing, the best asset for for passing on to uh, to other people outside of, say, a spouse. If you're starting to receive annuity payments, you've annuitized, I guess is the word that they yep. use, um, and then you die, um, and it's only in your name. It's not a joint and survivor annuity. Then the payments stop. Is that right? Now the the uh, your heirs don't get anything. Is that's that correct? correct. And that's one of the things is there are so many variations of it, and so if you're going to get uh, the largest payment you would uh, you would get one that would pay for just your lifetime and terminate. Now, other people will try and get some for a.
specific beer- period of time, so that if you die uh, before that period is up, it will still pay to heirs or whomever. Others will get, like you say, a joint and survivor payment. But in all of these, the uh, the longer the uh, the possibility that the uh, uh, insurance company is going to be paying, the less they're going to pay you. So there are, there are times that people will say, you know, uh, I'm going to get the uh, the greater payment. I'll take that. Uh, and uh, even though I, uh, I'm uh, getting a lot more and not providing for my, uh, my spouse, I may take that extra money I've gotten and buy some life insurance to uh, supplement it. So uh, it's, it's a lot of choices based on what we think as far as life expectancy. And what would you normally recommend for, say, somebody who's in decent health and say they've got a spouse who hasn't really worked, you know, very much at all or, or hardly at all, uh, would you normally recommend that they do a joint and survivor or that they uh, do a single one and then invest the difference in life insurance, as you mentioned? You know, I'd, I'd compare the, uh, the rates. Let's assume they're both in, uh, in, pretty good, uh, in pretty good health. I think getting the, uh, the joint and survivor uh, is probably uh, uh, one I would be inclined to do. Um, you also have to look if uh, someone can get a particularly good uh, life insurance uh, policy to supplement it, uh, then you know maybe they would go the other way. So it's, uh, it's six and one, half dozen the other, but it's very, very dependent upon uh, their, own, uh, their own health and their own risk tolerance. Okay. Now, the next chapter you have is about deferred annuities. Now, this is different than an immediate annuity in that you're typically starting this younger and building it up over a longer period of time. What is the advantage of putting money in a deferred annuity? The big thing uh, with putting money into a, uh, a deferred annuity is the money that is growing is growing uh, on a tax-deferred basis. And uh, one of the things is that you know, I've, uh, you know, I'm a fan, I'm not a fan uh, of annuities. And when I say that, here annuities are a very good and legitimate investment product, and they're very appropriate for a lot of people. On the other hand, they end up every year on uh, the top ten list of scams, and you wonder how can that be possible. And it's possible because there are certain kinds of annuities, particularly uh, deferred annuities, uh, deferred variable annuities that are sold to senior citizens with surrender periods where they can't get at their money for a long period of time that turn them into a scam. And there have been uh, a lot of problems and lawsuits uh, around the country about this. On the other hand, uh, when you are, if you've maxed out your 401k, if you have maxed out an IRA or a Roth IRA, if you've taken care of all of the tax advantage things that you can otherwise get, an annuity can be something that can really help you out because when your money is growing tax deferred, uh, you're in a position where it's going to grow much more. So if you've got a good time horizon, now what's a good time horizon? I like to think that someone, uh, if they're going with a deferred annuity, uh, shouldn't want to be figuring about tapping into that money for 15 years. If that you do have that kind of a, a time horizon, then it can be pretty good and a pretty good way of uh, supplementing on a tax-deferred basis uh, what your other retirement accounts would be. So you're saying be- before you do a deferred annuity, you should max out on your 401k and max it on your Roth IRA. This is like a third step, is that correct? Yeah, um, I feel very strongly uh, about that. And so, for instance, uh, you know, the, uh, the Roth IRA, uh, I just happen to, uh, to like a great deal. And I think the kind of flexibility uh, that you can get with that is terrific. With a 401k, 
for instance, uh, very often there's matching funds. So it, it's hard to say don't put money in there where you're going to get free money added to it to be, uh, you know, working for you uh, to do an annuity before you do that. So um, I tend to say, yeah, uh, exactly, Jordan. Get that IRA, get that 401K in shape, and then supplement it with the annuity. Now, you have a whole chapter, and again, I'm speaking with Stephen Weissman, uh, who is an attorney. He's a lecturer at Bentley College in uh, Massachusetts. His new book is called The Truth About Buying Annuities. His website is stevelaw.net. You talk about fees uh, having to do with annuities, and this is something a lot of people probably don't understand too well, but let's get into some of the details about this. The first one are commissions and sales charges. What kind of commissions... Uh, should people expect, and, and uh, is, is uh, fair to pay for buying an annuity? Well, one of the things is uh, many annuities will be t- and salespeople will be telling you that you're not paying any kind of a commission. And, you know, right away you've got to say, well, why is someone selling me something? I'm not paying him for his time. Uh, and uh, he says, well, you know, the, the company is paying. And uh, that is true. However, if you think the company is paying for uh, for nothing, uh, you know, you're, I've got a bridge to sell you in some swampland as well. So even annuities that look like there are no commissions, they're pretty hefty commissions. And in fact, the commissions paid to annuity salespeople uh, can go anywhere uh, to as high as 15%. And that's huge. It's also a reason why many salespeople uh, want to sell annuities. So what you have to do is see, okay, where within the annuity uh, is the, the company getting these fees to add up to what they're going to be paying. And so it, you, you look at surrender fees. And this is one of the things particularly uh, for people who are uh, older and buying these. I think they, I say there are these surrender fees, some of them are worse than, worse than uh, what General Custer had to pay. The most common surrender fees are in effect for the first seven years that a person owns an annuity. And it's common to have the fee be as much as 7% of the value of the annuity in the first year and go down a percent for each of the next six years. So for this reason, it's one reason why uh, when you're buying an annuity, you have to look at it as a long-term investment because those fees can get you. Being that there's the mortality and expense charges. These are the charges uh, for administrative costs and also the life insurance aspect of an annuity, which is something that's, that may be uh, misunderstood because people think, well, gee, I'm getting life insurance uh, here, so even if my, uh, uh, my annuity goes down, I'm still going to be covered. And to a, certain, to, to a certain extent, that's true. The problem is that you're paying much more for the life insurance uh, within your annuity that you would outside of it. There are contract fees. There are management fees. The bottom line is that annuities can be very, very high when it comes to the amount of fees that people are, are paying. So uh, a different, and the thing is, let's say you had uh, an investment, a comparable investment with a mutual fund. Uh, and uh, it was it had expenses of 1.5%. If you had uh, an annuity uh, with expenses of 2.5%, uh, there could be a huge difference over the years as far as the money that's working for you. Because my, my line, my mantra, I keep saying, it's not what you make, it's what you get to keep, and the fees eat into what you get to keep. Very good. We're going to talk more about this after the break. Uh, This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show, and my guest this hour 
is Steve Weissman, uh, whose new book is called The Truth About Buying Annuities. Uh, Steve's uh, website, where you can find out more about this, is www.stevelaw.net. And annuities have a lot of interesting uh, aspects of them and becoming very popular these days. We'll find out more after the break. Line in Business, Voice America Business. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time for The Growth Strategist with Aldana Ambler. On the show, Aldana and some of today's top business professionals will discuss some of today's most pressing business issues that hold you, the business owner, back. Aldana will also give you 21 ways to grow with her list of growth strategies. Grow smart, grow profit. And grow your business with Aldana Ambler and the Growth Strategist every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Bottom Line in Business Talk, Voice America Business. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying, and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. America is facing a skilled workforce shortage. SkillsUSA can help. What is SkillsUSA? SkillsUSA is life-changing. SkillsUSA is awesome. SkillsUSA is one of the biggest opportunities life can give you. SkillsUSA is amazing. SkillsUSA is motivating. SkillsUSA specifically prepares you for the workforce. SkillsUSA empowers students to connect with a network of people, starting with their classmates, to their advisors, to other people in their states. SkillsUSA allows students to connect with business and industry, to manage their education, and to really get a feel of the real world. I'm doing something now that's going to be applicable in the real world, and those skills are going to be useful today in school and in five years when I'm working and for the rest of my life. On the web at SkillsUSA.org. Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Steve Weissman. Uh, who's an attorney, a, a lecturer at Bentley College in Massachusetts. Uh, he's also written a book called The Truth About Buying Annuities. Welcome back to the show, Steve. Good to be with you. We were talking about fees. I just want to make sure we understand some of these things. Explain the life insurance aspect of annuities. What is it actually covering and when does that pay off? Yeah, and that's, it, this is, uh, I think, a good example of the intricacies here and the fact that very often there's nothing fine in fine print. Um, the mortality and expense charge is what they call it, and it covers the cost 
to the life insurance company of the life insurance component of your annuity. And it's usually around 1.1% uh, of the value of the annuity. And people say, gee, you know, if I, if I lose money in an annuity, I've got that life insurance to cover it. But the death benefits are somewhat misleading because you're, uh, you only get, uh, or your heirs only get, the greater of what you paid for the annuity after deducting for withdrawals or the present value. So the only time that you get the full amount of value for the insurance that you've been paying is if your uh, annuity becomes totally worthless. So it's a very, very expensive way to buy uh, life insurance. And uh, here again, this is the kind of thing uh, that isn't often explained to people. They just say, oh, you're covered so that you really can never lose anything because uh, if you died and uh, the, uh, let's say the funds, it's a variable annuity and it's gone down in value, you're going to get what you put back, what you bought it for, minus anything you've taken out. Now, that sounds great, but the cost of that insurance and what you're potentially going to get on that insurance isn't worth what you're paying for. So say you put $50,000 into a variable annuity over the years. Yep. And uh, it went in stocks, and it went down to twenty-five thousand. Right. And then you die when it's worth twenty-five thousand. Are your heirs going to get fifty thousand or twenty-five thousand? Twenty-five thousand. So they're going to get the value on the date of death. Yep. So you 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 did lose your twenty-five thousand in that case. Yep. Uh, where if it's a fixed annuity and you put it in fifty thousand, and it's worth sixty thousand because the it, it's grown based on the interest, then you'll get sixty thousand. Yeah. Okay. But uh, you know the, the thing is, um, they're only going. They're only covering your losses. That's all. Uh, well, you, what do you mean by covering losses? In the case of the, the tw fifty thousand going to twenty five thousand, they're not covering the twenty five thousand dollars loss in the market. Well, what they are, what they are is, it's not so much covering the. They, they would be giving you twenty five thousand to bring you back up to your fifty, but you're you already you're it was still worth twenty five thousand for what you put in. You're not gonna. You're not gonna lose. But I'm saying, if you invested fifty thousand mm -hmm. in the variable annuity, yep, and you put it in stocks, and because the stock market went down, the value of the portfolio went from fifty thousand to twenty-five thousand, and you die at that point where it's worth twenty-five thousand. Are you saying that you're going to get twenty-five thousand or the original fifty that you put in? No, you. Well, you'll get the. You'll get fifty thousand, but twenty-five thousand of that is from the insurance, and twenty-five thousand uh, of that. Uh, is uh, the uh, the value of the portfolio? Yeah. So you will get, you will make back the losses you had in a variable annuity. Then you will, but you paid for fifty thousand dollars of insurance. Right. That's my point. Is that uh, even though it, it makes up the loss, you're paying for insurance as if it will go down to nothing, and so uh, you're paying you're paying for insurance that you won't get. You will not get the uh, the benefit, the full benefit of what you're paying for, as if you had taken that same amount and bought insurance outside of an annuity. You're basically insuring the value of the annuity for your heirs, is what it comes down to. You are, but you're doing it at a at an expense that is much higher if you did uh, just insurance outside of it. Yes, and but that's you, my you, problem. You you can't say I don't want the insurance part. You have to take that as part of the deal, right? Yep, that's it. That's one of the fees. Okay, I couldn't say well. I'd, for you, I won't take the insurance. I'll take my risk. They won't, won't go for that. No, it, it becomes, you know, and that's the problem is there are 
there are many different kinds of, of variables, uh, fees uh, that you can have in annuities, and some of them, you know, may appear to be of uh, of more value uh, than than they really are, and this is one of them. And some are things you can get on your, you know, for yourself. Others, uh, you others you can't. And then you talk about investment management fees. Now, are these higher or different than you would have with, say, a mutual fund investment management fee? Yeah, the problem is they're doubled. Because what happens is, let's say you've got a variable annuity, and uh, with your variable annuity, you have baskets of uh, mutual fund-like uh, components within the annuity. You are paying the managers of that, uh, uh, of that mutual fund-type uh, investment within your annuity. And then you're also paying the annuity company for managing those. And I'm not sure what the uh, the management fee for that is. So you're you're in effect kind of doubling your your costs there. Yeah. Okay, so that's you know you have to have better performance uh than a traditional mutual fund to come out ahead because your fees are double. Exactly. So what are the 2% roughly what kind of investment management fees do these annuities charge? Well, you know, again, it it really uh, it de- it depends. Uh, you can have, uh, say, another uh, you know, point and a half uh, within there. It really, can add up over time. Yeah. Yep. Has their per- performance been better than mutual funds? I mean, is it worth it to pay higher investment management fees? No, it's pretty much the same. And you know, one of the things is by law the and I say mutual fund like the uh, the baskets uh, of mutual funds you'll find within an annuity are not exactly, and they cannot be exactly like um, a fund you would find with Fidelity or Vanguard or, or whomever. However, they're pretty darn close, and they are run by the same Fidelities and Vanguard. So um, the, the thing with the annuity is you've got that security. You know you're going to get a, uh, a return uh, with that immediate annuity. With a variable, you're, you're taking some risks, but as far as whether it's better than the, uh, the mutual fund, um, that's a matter of, of what you feel for safety. You're, you're not going to do substantially better with better funds in an annuity. Okay. And then the final fee is the contract maintenance fee. What is that, and, and how much is that, and is that worth it? Yeah, you know, th- this one's not a, uh, a, it's not a big fee, generally. It, it may be uh, a $50 uh, a year for record-keeping and administrative costs. And uh, one of the things that uh, you'll sometimes hear is, gee, well, you know, we'll even, uh, we'll even waive that fee. Uh, we'll give you such a, uh, a break. Uh, but the, pro- the, the problem is uh, that they, uh, they may waive that one, but your uh, mortality and expense charges uh, are not only large fees, but they go up over time as far as the amount that they're taking uh, out of your uh, annuity. So um, the, the prospectus of an annuity is very, very difficult to read. And it's one of these things where these are investments that people go to because they're not sophisticated investors quite often, and they want the safety that comes with them. Uh, but they're complex, and so it's really critical that they have good unbiased advice. Uh, this is one of them where uh, a financial planner who is not selling you the annuity uh, should be helping you out as far as understanding whether that annuity is for you or not. So I guess the bottom line is with all these fees, with the investment management fees, the contract fee, the mortality and expense fee, the, all these things we just talked about, is it worth it to get that tax deferral which is ultimately the, the real benefit of an annuity. Does it come out ahead? You've saved on taxes, but you've charged, paid all these fees. 
do you come out ahead for the most part if you have it for a long term? You know, if you if you have it for a long, long term, yes, you can. But I think, uh, Jordan, that's the uh, the key thing here is uh, you've got to have it for uh, longer than 15 years to really start feel, feeling confident that you're going to get that benefit. Of course, then there, you know, the the questions we all wonder about is. Uh, the best thing is tax deferred and your uh, your taxes, your tax rate is going to be lower in years to come. I'm not so sure that's something we can all bank on. And uh, it's one of the things uh, that uh, are we going to have tax increases in the future and people who uh, deferred taxes uh, thinking that they're going to be in a lesser tax rate, are they in for the rude awakening later? But it's better to save something than to save nothing, which is what a lot of Americans have. So Absolutely. Even and if you, you know, pay some it, higher it, taxes, you still come out ahead if you have something saved. You sure do. And here again is you can get something uh, with, uh, with an annuity. Uh, I'm a, I must admit I am more a fan of uh, fixed immediate annuities and that when people uh, go into uh, retirement uh, that they, uh, they get that for the, uh, for the safety uh, that comes with them. Uh, I'm less apt so with the uh, a fan of the variable annuities, and particularly because of the uh, uh, the fees that are there. But with a variable annuity, if you're willing to take those risks and you've maxed out your your 401k uh, and your IRA, um, it can be very very helpful to get that additional tax uh, deferred money working for you. Okay. Uh, we're about to go to a break, but I want to get started on an important topic, which is uh, your chapter, your, your truth number nine, as you call it, which is equity indexed annuities. Yeah. Uh, maybe let's just do a brief description. We'll get more after the break on this of what an equity indexed annuity is, because this is probably the hottest area of annuities today. It is, and it's, it's one that uh, I must admit I'm uh, very, very wary of. And what it does is uh, it ties your return uh, to any of a uh, number of different uh, Indexes like the Dow Jones, the Standard and Poor's 500, the Nasdaq 100, the Russell 2000. The thing is, though, that people look at again without perhaps looking at the at the fine print, and so they're not sure: Are you getting when that goes up? Are you getting the full benefit of what it goes up, or is there a participation rate? You only get 80 percent. The biggest thing that bothers me or concerns me, you know, let's say, is the interest rate caps, and so you may have a cap of, say, 10%. So the most that you will get, let's say that your stock index goes up 20% during the year, uh, the most you're going to get is your interest rate cap of 10%. So you have to be wary. Okay, I'm speaking with uh, Steve Weissman, uh, who's written a book called The Truth About Buying Annuities, a lot of very interesting things on annuities you might not be familiar with. And we'll be back after this to talk more about annuities. Bottom line in business, Voice America Business. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying, and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in 
in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Achieve Total Wealth Management. Listen to Three-Dimensional Wealth with Rory Diefendorf every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 Eastern, right here on Voice America Business. Three-Dimensional Wealth is a show dedicated to teaching you a value-based approach to comprehensive wealth management through practical strategies and expert advice. Take your first step down the road to financial independence. Listen to Three-Dimensional Wealth with Rory Diefendorf Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 Eastern, here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. Why is Pepsi cooler than Coke? Why are iPods so popular? In 2005, how can you launch a successful brand? Want to know? Learn about the fascinating and intriguing world of graphic design and branding on Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time, Debbie Millman will provide you with a provocative look into the stimulating world of design as it intersects with contemporary culture. Hear what the experts have to say about creating, maintaining, and launching a brand in today's challenging marketplace. Join us every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time for Design Matters with Debbie Millman, right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. The bottom line in business, Voice America Business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Steve Weissman, uh, who is a lawyer. He's a lecturer also at Bentley College in Massachusetts. Uh, His new book is called The Truth About Buying Annuities. His website, by the way, is stevelaw.net. Welcome back to the show, Steve. Good with you. You want to get more into the equity index annuities. Now, there are various parts of these things, and I want to make sure people understand the different pieces of it. Sure. One, one of them are participation rates. Explain how those work. You know, and here it is. It's, uh, there was a uh, great piece in the old uh, show, The Odd Couple, and uh, I remember Felix was saying, when you assume you make an ass out of you and me, and that's part of the problem uh, with the uh, equity indexed uh, annuities is People assume things. They, they say, gee, what I'm tied to, it's a nice way where I'm going to be guaranteed a, uh, an interest rate, but it can go up um, with, the, the, uh, with the way the various indexes, and we talked about like the Dow, the S&P 500, uh, the others go. So it seems like a, a nice, safe way to get the gains of the uh, stock market. But when you look a little closer, there are a number of things that limit that. And so within the five fine print is something called the participation rate. And this says how much of any increase you're going to get. So let's say you're in, your participation rate is 80%, and your particular index goes up by 9%. A lot of people think, oh, great, I'm getting 9%. Nope, you're getting 80% of 9%. So you end up getting uh, 7.2%. So that's something that's uh, really, really critical. But to me, the market often goes up very, very uh, in large jumps in certain years. And you're going to miss out on some of those, or you potentially can, because of interest rate caps. So regardless of the fact of your participation rate, if you've got an interest rate cap, and it's you know, pretty common to have it be, uh, say, 
that's the top rate you'll ever receive, regardless of the fact that maybe you've got it in a year that the S&P 500 went up 20%. So you've missed out on really half of the uh, amount of the gain for that year. But in return, what the insurance people would say is, okay, you're capping your upside, but you're protecting your downside and you can never lose money. Yes, they will say that. And, uh, and they, they absolutely uh, are correct as far as the fact that you know, they are covering that. But you know, they, I'm not sure they're being as, as clear uh, about, although, yes, you're getting some protection, you're getting a, uh, a minimum interest rate, um, you're, you're getting that minimum, but you still you can still lose money in an in an index fund. Yeah. Um, okay. Then you talk about dividends, and you're saying that you really don't get dividends as part of if, if you're in a a fund that has like S and P 500 today, the dividend yield is pretty high because the stocks are down. You're saying that you don't get any of that as an equity index holder. You may or you may not, and that's the thing. You, again, you can't assume anything. Uh, and a large part of the return of some stock indexes involves stock dividends, but the uh, individual equity index annuity may or may not give you that dividends and considering that as part of your payment. So this is one of these things that you've got to make sure is part of your payment. So some do and some don't. Is what exactly. Uh-huh. Are there some of the companies that you recommend that do offer that? You know, it, I, uh, I've seen, uh, I think Columbus Life is a, uh, is a good one as far as uh, uh, the index annuities. But most do not, you're saying? No, I can't even say most because I really can't say. And I mean, there are just so many, but a certainly significant number of them don't cover it. That you got to make sure you're getting one that does. Is there an independent source? I mean, your book is explaining the concept of, of annuities, but is there a good independent source that people could go to, not an insurance agent, to figure out which annuity is best as far as returns and fees and all the things we've been talking about here? Yeah, you know, there there are a number of different uh, sources. Um, as far as, you know, for basic information uh, about annuities, um, you can go to the uh, SEC's, uh, their website, um, the uh, Financial uh, Industry Regulatory Authority, uh, FINRA, also has a, uh, a good website. You know, frankly, in the, in the back of my book, there are a number of them uh, that, uh, that give, uh, of websites that give good information that you can, you can count on, including some of the, uh, the companies themselves. And, uh, I mentioned, uh, Columbus Life, uh, some of the mutual fund companies are actually doing it. Vanguard, Schwab, if you're a, uh, uh a teacher and a former teacher involved with TIA CREF, uh, they are very good. So, uh, there are a number of sites that you can go to for some uh, good information and in comparing annuities. Okay, let's go through some other topics uh, briefly here. You talk about in- inflation-protected annuities. Uh, how do those work? Well, with the inflation protection, uh, what you're looking for, again, is the, the concern that uh, your money isn't going to go down uh, if uh, the value of uh, uh, if inflation is high. And with a, obviously with a fixed annuity, no fixed uh, annuity or no fixed investment is ever a, a hedge against uh, inflation. Problem is the cost of uh, inflation protection on annuity, uh, it sometimes makes the, uh, the, the cost as much as uh, 30% uh, in effect higher or 
what you're going to get as a payment when you get the uh, inflation protection within it can uh, lower the payments that you would get from a regular fixed annuity um, by as much as 30%. So you're so, saying it's not worth it, really? Yeah, the problem is, is it worth it? Is it uh, you know that bad? And frankly, it, for most people, it probably isn't. And there are certain things uh, that you can look to. You can look to tips, the Treasury Inflection pro- Inflation protection securities, which are offered by the U.S. Uh, Treasury, uh, those are good. But within the annuity, here again, it's one of these things where um, it just doesn't uh, doesn't seem to offer it. Okay, let's briefly. We've got about three minutes to go. Uh, charitable gift annuities, and how do those work? You know, this is one of these things. It's one of these win-win. Uh, situations again if you know what's happening there are uh, many uh, charities out there the Salvation Army has been uh, in the lead on this and they will get you a uh, an annuity for life you buy it from them uh, they in turn will get you uh, you'll get the the benefit of that annuity but you'll also get an income tax deduction because there's the possibility that they will be getting because it's for your lifetime uh, at your death uh, there is a, a benefit that could go over to the insurance company. So you are helping out the charity. Uh, you are getting a payment during your lifetime. Uh, and uh, you're also getting an immediate uh, tax deduction. So there's some good things there. There are things, as always, that you've got to look out for. One of the things here is, you know, we were talking about the financial stability of the uh, annuity companies, which are generally insurance companies. When you're dealing uh, with... A, uh, a charity, you know, maybe you've even got more risk when it comes to making sure that they are stable. The other thing is you will not be getting quite the return that you would be getting uh, in an annuity from a uh, an insurance company. But in return, you're getting some tax deductions you wouldn't be getting because you're, you're sure I am exactly yeah. it. You're getting uh, the benefit of immediate tax deduction and you're also helping out a charity. So uh, I'm a big fan of them. I think they can really be a, a good thing for everybody. And briefly, before we go to the close, um, annuities and Medicaid. How, If you have an annuity, how does that affect the ability to get Medicaid? Uh, I'm glad you asked that, Jordan, because it's a critical thing. Uh, you know, the, the cost of long-term care uh, can be very, very expensive. And uh, generally, people, uh, married couples, if you have a married couple and one goes into a nursing home, outside of the home, the other person is allowed to keep uh, only about $104,000. But... You can get an annuity if it meets certain standards, and they vary somewhat from state to state, uh, that provides money for the surviving uh, or the, what they call the community spouse, the one who is not going into a nursing home. And so, uh, you know, people who have, let's say, 200, uh, 300,000, uh, that could get all eaten up in long-term care if one of them goes in. This way you can protect those assets, get that, that person into the nursing home, and still have that money be able to work for the community spouse. Very good. We've covered a lot. There's a lot more to cover in, about annuities, but it's certainly been a good introduction to the whole subject. Thank you very much, Steve Weissman. His book it. is, again, called The Truth About Buying Annuities. Uh, it's available in bookstores. It's also at his website, which is www.stevelaw.net. Thanks so much, and we'll be back again next week.
Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. 